This episode of the Red Box Report is brought to you by Chesapeake Tees. If you're ever in the need for high-quality custom t-shirts for any occasion, just visit www.chesapeaketees.com to see everything they have to offer, including business or sporting apparel, custom slogan or logo design, fundraising events, and so much more. Help support a small local business, and they'll help you bring your vision to life on a t-shirt. Shipping is always free, and listeners of this podcast will receive an extra $2 off when you enter the coupon code REDBOXREPORT, all one word, at checkout. On top of that, the more shirts you order, the bigger the discount. Chesapeake Tees, a small business with big ambition. Welcome to episode 114 of the Redbox Report, the weekly movie podcast where we review the latest Blu-rays and DVD releases for Redbox. I'm your host, Bob Fallon, and with me is Joel Fallon. Hello. Today's episode, we're going to be reviewing Birdman, Dumb and Dumber 2, Dumb and Dumber 2 uh, Hot Shots for and our top five comedy sequels. Yeah, not as many of them as you might think. Yeah, I thought the list was going to be a little more uh, cheesy, but not really the case. Yeah, but let's get things started before we start being hilarious, or at least reviewing potentially hilarious movies. Birdman, the best picture winner at this past year's Oscars, beat out Boyhood, my favorite to win. But uh, so, Birdman, the biggest movie of the year. As the Academy states, also won for best director, best, I'm sure it won a lot of stuff. <laughs> but uh, what were your expectations going into this? It was a big, um, big, uh, well, I mean, darling. it won all those awards, it highly rated, but also, like, after watching uh, Whiplash, I was like, eh, I hope this isn't like an artsy. Like a fake artsy movie, like the Oscar-y, yeah. Sundance-y kind of movie sometimes. They can be that way a little bit. But nonetheless, I looked at the uh, the cast, seemed pretty solid. Michael Keaton, Edward Norton, yeah. Naomi Watts, Emma, Emma Stone. Emma Stone, Zach Galifianakis. Yeah, great cast. Um, but I expected it to be a good movie. Yeah, I, I actually expected it to crack my top ten, no problem. <laughs> Now, it's not going to do that, but I did like the movie. Yeah, I I enjoyed the movie, for sure. Um, I don't know if it was the best picture. No, like I said, it was Boyhood for me. Yeah, I don't even know if it was the top three, necessarily. But yeah. I was running, not my decision. <laughs> yeah, we don't have a vote. <laughs> Yet. Believe it or not. <laughs> Yet. But, alright, see... This movie, critically, either people loved it or hated it. I'm sure there are people in between, but it just seemed very polarizing. More people loved it than hated it, but I did see a pretty big backlash from critics. And I can kind of kind of understand why after watching the movie. The concept, I love the concept. It's about this guy who 
used to be, let's just face it, Batman, really. Birdman. <laughs> yeah. But he was in these Hollywood blockbusters, made his money that way, never known to be the best actor. So he's jaded, and he decides, you know what, I'll show everybody. I'm going to run a whole, my own Broadway play, star in it, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. So the movie follows him as he's trying to exercise his Birdman demons. And the way it's shot is it's the camera's constantly moving. And it's all cut to look like it's one shot, one long continuous shot throughout the entire movie. And that kind of stuff fascinates me. Well, I, I was reading that every scene was taken in one take. Yeah. So it definitely... It definitely had that feel. And it was kind of like a play. Yeah, exactly. And, and it's like you're backstage behind a play when they cut. I mean, I really liked that idea. And it was executed really well. It's probably one of my favorite parts of the movie. was just how the camera is nonstop. It really gives you a sense of like urgency. Like, you never get a break. You know? You yeah. never get to just let a scene settle in. It's it constantly... definitely mirrors in the characters, too. Yeah. You can tell they're never walking at a regular pace. Yeah, there's never a minute to just relax and let whatever happens sink in. It's just constantly propulsion and constantly moving forward. And it seems like the slowest moments of the movie are kind of like when it should be... Like in between a scene during the play. Yeah. She finds... uh, What's it? His daughter's mother... Yeah, yeah, yeah. Is that what she is to him? I or believe whatever? so. Amy Ryan. And he's talking, having a serious talk with him between the scenes. Yeah. Like, that's the only time that's like really the most laid down. back. Yeah. Where they're having, he'll have a conversation with um, the girl in the play who he's impregnated, and they're having like this serious talk. And then, okay, you're up. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> but what did you think about how. It's all about this play and hiring and firing. Like Edward Norton <laughs> is in it as the one of the other main actors. Naomi Watts, like star-studded cast. And I think again another thing I loved about the movie was the performances. Oh yeah, I feel like everybody was great. Everybody. I loved Edward Norton in it. Oh my god, he's probably my favorite part of the movie. Yeah, I agree with you. And it doesn't seem like he's playing too far apart from just himself. Yeah, but it works perfectly <laughs> yeah, for the movie. definitely does. Um, I liked the characters themselves and the happenings, but I didn't... I thought it fell a little flat on what it was actually about. Like, the play wasn't very interesting. Yes. Like, at all. <laughs> yeah. It was more about the meltdowns that were happening. Yeah. And the method acting, like Edward Norton having a burner on stage. (laughs) (laughs) But, I mean, I guess it's not supposed to be a great play. Yeah, I don't think that's the point. I don't know. It just... It wasn't even just about the quality of the play, I guess. Just something was missing, I felt like, in some of the... To me... How they portrayed it. Everything with the character development, the interactions, the story itself, I enjoyed a lot. For me, where it kind of fell apart a little bit was the the commentary on how blockbusters are ruining film, how the critics are the worst. It's so misguided, and it's so preachy. And it's, it's kind of a hipster movie. Not like literally about 
people that are hipsters or whatever, but it's it's artsy for this. It's a fake artsy kind of movie. It's for the sake of being artsy. It's, yeah, in a way. And it overplays itself to where it's faux. I guess you could say. Yeah, not very authentic. I mean, and at the same time, I a lot of that I did like, but I know what you're saying. Like. It's just so self-indulgent to me. Yeah. This whole movie, to me, it screams. This director is... Um, I'm Sorry, I can't off the top of my head remember his uh, first <laughs> name, but if he, it's Henry Gonzalez Inaritu or something like that. Um, one of his first movies, Amores Peros, I loved. It's in my top 100 of all time. Uh, a Mexican movie about... it's translates to love as a bitch it's like these three intersecting stories and how they all come together great movie but then he came out with a few more movies that had like the similar premise where it's multiple storylines coming together um and they did not get received especially kind by critics and this movie to me is critics don't know what they're talking about they're yeah. the worst they don't. All they want is explosions and blockbusters. And there is some truth to it. I mean, yes. I'm sure <laughs> there is a kernel. Exactly. But there's people at top that they don't care what bridge they burn. They don't care who they're affecting. Blah blah blah. But at the same time, it literally seems like that's the cares? entire purpose for this movie, though. Yeah. It's just to say f you, fuck you to critics. <laughs> you know, especially when he's walking and Birdman is actually behind him, and it's like. All you want is just explosions, blah, blah, blah. you know. <laughs> like it's just so misguided to me, and it really turned me off. It's almost um, it's almost like that. It seems so that if you do pan the movie, it's a cheap excuse yeah, exactly. to dismiss you. you Having know? its cake and eating it too. Exactly. The guy is a good filmmaker. He makes. Obviously, he made one of my top 100 movies of all time. This movie is very well made. And I, I think the scene where the flying, mm -hmm. I think that's going to be like an iconic scene. That's, you know, how certain scenes are used more in yeah. movies and stuff like that. And sort of like even like Big Fish, the popcorn thing eventually became really yeah. well known. Going through those popcorn stopped. I think a lot of people will use that scene, him flying through New York City for Decades, yeah, but I, I actually thought the special effects didn't even look that great in the scene, but it was a cool con conceptually. Just and like, the funny thing is, I don't even necessarily like how it fits in the movie itself. No, yeah, but the scene is just cool. Yeah, it is. It is. It's like his literal angel on his shoulder, on top of his shoulder, or a devil on his shoulder. Yeah. So that was cool, um, and I just I don't know. It's the movie. Stick to just telling the story of this movie, you know. Don't turn your attention to the audience or to the critics. Because I felt like if they would have just told the story, had these characters develop, and just without that kind of stuff, I would have loved the movie. Yeah, I thought it was kind of ironic. Like the, when they first meet Ever Norton and Michael Keaton, and they sit down, and he's talking about how, why do you say this? If, the next four lines later on say the same thing. Yeah. That happens so yeah, much throughout the movie. Yeah. You can say the same thing in less words. You're wasting... Yeah. Yeah, they and, and they then, do it. They're so <laughs> guilty of it. Yeah. And I do like how the idea of you don't know is... It seems like the whole 
thing in the movie is is he really supernatural is he Birdman or is this is he psychotic yeah in his head and it really it follows that through the entire movie from beginning to the very last scene and I did like that even though it's pretty clear that he's just crazy yeah. in my opinion I mean that's my look I, and that's the feeling I got yeah, like the in the beginning he, he's meditating and he's floating off the ground and you're like what the hell <laughs> he's in a line reading with the, an actor he hates, that was pretty funny, where he's like, man, I can't stand this guy. And all of a sudden, the light falls from the ceiling and hits him on the head. And it's like, he made, he thinks he made that happen. He just, yeah, he just gets up and walks away. <laughs> and then Edward Norton fills in for that guy. And yeah, I don't know. I, just, I like that aspect of it. Yeah, I feel like this is a movie that I like pieces of the puzzle, but I don't like how they fit together. Yeah, exactly. Like, again, scene for scene, it has great scenes. Like, the scene when he gets locked, he gets his robe caught in the door and he gets locked out. Yeah, and he And he's got to walk through New York in his underwear. <laughs> and I also love how, like, the drum, I love the drum score. The score is really good. Yeah, I, I agree with you. And then every once in a while, you'll just randomly see some guy on the street playing the, the drum score. Yeah. <laughs> I really like that aspect. That's pretty cool. Just, like, playing with your expectations and stuff. Yeah. I mean, it's so up and down for me. I don't know what to think in the end. Like, I yeah. like the filmmaking, the acting, the cinematography's great. It looks great, sounds great, performed great. But then it's the meaning behind it. And the so much of the director's personality and opinions on things is shining through and overcoming that for me yeah it's like it's, a battle between the movie or what's behind way too it much. yeah I feel like the same way it was like Whiplash it was up and down for me but I knew how I felt about the movie when it ended when mm -hmm. Birdman ended I was not sure about quite anything about the movie I don't even know how sure I was about the whole Birdman like, I understand he was a washed-up action guy, but the whole interaction with him and Birdman through the movie, I don't even know how relevant it really... Yeah, I mean... It's almost like two separate things. Yeah. I mean, I, I it's cool, but I just... I didn't like how it fit together. It just seemed like... And why a play? If, if that's not what your forte is... Why not yeah. show him filming like a more serious movie or I don't know. That's nitpicking right there. Yeah. But I'll just I it's not even remotely my the best movie of the year for me. No. And to me it's not at all. It's like uh not middle of the road because I do think I would recommend it. Yeah. I think it's worth seeing for sure. And I did like it, but it's nowhere near my top 10 or top 20. Um but Michael Keaton, he was nominated for Best Actor, and I do think that's deserved. He was he very was good. great. I mean, it's almost too good to be true. Like he used to be Batman, <laughs> yeah. and then he kind of it's disappeared. Sort of like that Adam Sandler movie. Uh, was Funny it Funny people? people? Yeah, I love that movie. I loved how they used his uh, career yeah. in line with. Yeah, I like when that kind of meta stuff is going on. Because Michael Keaton, he really disappeared for a while. He was doing either nothing or shitty movies. Yeah. Um, he was fantastic. Naomi Watts, I actually 
really thought they did a great job. She didn't have a lot to do. Yeah. When she was in it, I thought she was... And she's a great actress, so of course she knocked it out of the park. And uh, whoever plays his uh, kid's mother... Amy Ryan. Yeah, she's... I enjoy her in pretty much everything she's in. Yep. Although, she, I mean, she doesn't really push it with character, but... Yeah, I even liked the person who he impregnated, though. Who he had his little fling with. Oh, yeah. She was in Oblivion as well. She's a British actress that... I think she's going to do good things in this business. <laughs> Emma Stone was one of my least favorites. But yeah, it's not like she was sort bad. of like a Lindsay Lohan. Yeah. She wasn't bad. It just... For me, she was the lesser of She's a pretty of a, big actress to have in such a kind of pointless role. Yeah. I mean, not pointless, but... Did you notice how her eyes looked even bigger than usual? <laughs> yeah. I think they actually, like, CGI. She looks that. like one of those freaking Bratz dolls. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I, I think she's a little overrated as far as her skills as an actual she, actress. She's kind of like one of those people who plays herself. Yeah, and I do like her in a lot of movies because... She seems like a cool she chick. She seems genuine. Yeah. yeah. She has charisma. She's like one of those old school actors like Cary Grant. Yeah. <laughs> she just has that screen presence and charisma, but I don't know. I feel like she was a little out of her league. Yeah, she I needed to be a little more vulnerable. Mm-hmm. She was so, seemed so in control for a person who just got a rehab. And, yeah. You know. Edward Norton, though. Yeah. He's awesome. I can't believe... Never. I I love J.K. Simmons and Whiplash, and I thought he deserved the supporting actor, but Edward Norton is up there. Yeah, he is right up there. Plus, I loved him in The Grand Budapest too. Like, he's great in everything. <laughs> Stay tuned for Redbox Awards Annual Number Three at the end of the year for who I do give my best supporting actor to, because <laughs> they are both in the running. You got anything else? How about without spoiling? What'd you think of the ending? Um, or at least like the last five, ten minutes. Uh, I thought the towards the end of the movie was a lot stronger than the beginning. I kind of felt, but I don't know. That's just I'm trying to think of the spoilers. Yeah, it's <laughs> tough sometimes. I I would say. I did like the ending, at least, but I thought it should have ended a little bit before where it did. I think yeah, there, yeah, the, yeah, yeah, yeah. I think there was a perfect place to end it, and it ever seemed like they were going to, and then they had like two or three more minutes after That's that. That's kind of where I was trying to get to. Yeah. Um, but I didn't hate where they went with it, but I just thought, oh, that would have been awesome if they just yeah. left it right where they almost did. Yeah, I liked the end, but... I agree with you. They could have ended it. Yeah. Before they did. There's a specific thing. <laughs> Anyone that saw the movie knows what we're talking about. Yeah. Um, all right. What would you give it out of ten? Um, I'm going to give it a seven and a half. Me too. It's above average movie, but not much else above that. Yeah. Seven and a half for me um, as well. If you have nothing else to watch, or not necessarily nothing else, I'd recommend it. I it's think not it, a run out and much see no. for me. I would definitely say, if you're a fan of movies, you need to check it out. Because just from the craft alone, it's worth seeing it for the performances and for the 
the camera work and the one shot concept behind it and how they they do pull it off pretty there's well. There's a lot of interesting concepts in the movie. Yeah. There's been movies before where they had that <laughs> gimmick, so to say, where it's just a con... There's no cuts they try to make it seem, but this is one of the better ones of that variety. Yeah, I agree. Alright, let's get dive deep into the theme of the week again. Comedy, comedy sequels in specific. So, Dumb and Dumber... Two, T.O. Um, Dumb and Dumber, obviously, I would think it's safe to assume for you as well, one of our favorite comedies yeah. of all time. Top five, at least. Yeah, at least top five, <laughs> top three, you know, very up there. You watch it over and over again, it gets better every time. Right? Absolutely. Okay. Comedy classic. <laughs> yes. Dumb and Dumber 2. Now, there was a movie called Dumb and Dumberer. Right. Which came out like 10 years ago. It was... Which... Barely funny. It wasn't terrible. Yeah, it was just... It wasn't those guys. No, exactly. The big complaint was, it's not Jim Carrey and Jeff Daniels. It's not who we came to know as these characters. But is this either? (laughs) (laughs) Dumb and Dumber 2 takes place like 20 years after the original and... Basically, it starts off, Jim Carrey's been pretending to be in a coma for 20 years, and <laughs> he pulled a goof off on, on Harry, and and then from there, they find an old letter that says that Harry was the father of Freda Felcher's child, or whatever. So the whole movie is basically just them trying to find Harry's daughter, and Lloyd falls in love with her. And then there's all these little twists and yeah. interns. But uh, I had pretty big expectations for this when they first announced the movie. Yeah, I was excited. Yeah. yeah. It was cool that they were going to do it. Saw a trailer. Was a little bit less excited. Yeah. Saw the reviews. Was a little bit less excited. Watched it. <laughs> was a little bit less excited. <laughs> yeah. I didn't see it in the theaters, which is surprising to me. I you would think you know yeah I saw the Ninja Turtle remake in theaters you know lucky you these yeah <laughs> these nostalgic type deals you know you like to see it as soon as it comes out but I just mainly from the bad reviews I did not but I was curious to check this out finally yeah I mean I was gonna watch it at some point so what did you think um not much I mean my first issue with movies first scene. Gotcha. Like, yeah. it's so forced. Yes. Every, I mean, it's a funny movie. It's actually, as much as I'm going to kind of go at this movie, I did laugh. Occasionally. Parts. Yeah. But a lot of the gags where they think that you're going to laugh the most are the most forced and directly copied from the yes, first one. Yes, that is the biggest thing, right? Because... Oh, it, it just seems like they had a they had bullet points. Yes, they had a checklist of all the all the references, all the jokes from the first movie that everybody loves. We gotta we gotta have this in there. Okay, that's in it. Okay, next. You know, they just went right it's down like the line. It's like they did that and filled in the rest. Yes, and <clears throat> it seemed like the best parts were when they did something original. When they, yeah, when they did something new. Like one of my favorite scenes was when they get the letter. Okay, here's the address. All you need to do is follow the address. <laughs> And they get home and it's Freya Felcher and 
like, you idiot, that's the return address. I thought that was pretty... And you're yeah. like, still, you're a splitting image of your mom. <laughs> that was one of my favorite scenes, but other than that... Yeah, there wasn't a whole lot of them. Yeah. There are a few moments, but it's basically just a parody of itself. And Yeah. And <laughs> you know? Even the love story part's pretty <laughs> mirrored, even though it's his daughter... It's pretty mirror, yeah, exactly. It's different, but it's the same. The flash or the uh, daydreaming sequences, yeah. even very similar. Like the daydream sequence wasn't that bad. No, but not as good as the not. originals. <laughs> yeah, doggy back. <laughs> or where he's making Swaha, Sam, Mary, Sam, yeah. Samsonite's family laugh. <laughs> like lights a fart on fire and they're just cr- applauding <laughs> like ridiculous oh, see it just makes me want to watch the original I like how they still call her Samsonite like definitely <laughs> yeah. was not her real name <laughs> yeah <laughs> how old do these guys look in character yeah you know like of course they're going to that's part of the thing like they're still idiots and they're old Jeff Daniels even more so yeah this movie is just came out way too past. If they I, would have made the sequel like within five years of the original, I was going to say the same thing. Could have been something. Even if it was almost the same movie, it would have been more relevant. Yeah, and funny. Exactly. But it's sort of like The Hangover too. Like the first time I saw it, like I thought the same thing, like bullet points. Mm-hmm. But it, I ended up liking that a little more. And I think it was because it came out fairly recent after it. It right. just built upon... Still and, in the zeitgeist. But Dumb and Dumber is sort of the opposite. Where just like the jokes and the checklist, like it feels forced. You can tell that it's only a money grab. Yeah. Like and you, I didn't think they would do it that blatantly, at least. Yeah. You know? You can see why, for the longest time, they did not... They refused to do it. Yeah. And it just, I guess, eventually they either got offered enough money or they just felt like, all right, if they're just going to keep asking us, then let's just do it. Get our money. It did seem like they were going through the motions. Yeah. There was Although, a... I felt like Jim Carrey was giving it more effort than Jeff Daniels. Yeah. Jeff Daniels just seems completely over this point of his career because he's moved on to more serious yeah. dramas and, and serious works. Like, yeah. he can still be funny, I'm sure, but... Yeah, but they, he wasn't for this one. And I can give Jim Carrey that because he's been in a lot of bad movies recently, but he's always one of the best parts. Yeah. He's always doing what he can. Like Kick-Ass 2, horrendous, vomit-inducing movie. Terrible <laughs> to a sequel to a movie I loved, just like this. But Jim Carrey, he had a small part, and he was easily the best. The incredible Burt Wonderster. I just saw it. For a second time on TV, actually, it's kind of an underrated movie. I think it's actually pretty funny. Yeah. But Jim Carrey is great in that as the side character. Like, he's he, uh, one of those people though that he can't, has a horrible return value. Yeah, how much he gets paid. Like Adam Sandler is exactly. the worst by far. I think. Yeah. But it's like he only knows one way to go, and that's all I help. He yeah. he doesn't have the personality where to just half-ass something. Seems yeah. like. Um. How about Rob Riggle's character? Or that he was like twins? Yeah. Uh, I don't think he's funny in movies. No, me either. And people seem to like him. I thought he was funny like when he was in The Daily Show and 
21 Jump Street a yeah, little bit. Like, he's good for his type of character. I yeah. I did think it was funny after he got killed, his twin brother just suddenly showed up <laughs> oh, yeah, like, yeah, yeah. in camouflage. The weird... That was pretty good. Because he kept saying, my brother's special ops. Yeah. <laughs> like, there are... Again, there's moments where you're laughing, but it does not make up for the fact that it's a terrible movie. It's horrible. And one of the biggest things is, in the first movie, they're the idiots. And everyone else is like, just normal human beings. Yeah. In this one, everybody's dumber. <laughs> you know? Like, there's no way, in the first movie, if Harry was pretending to be some professor, smart professor, no one else would be convinced that it is him. And they're saying, show us your tits to some girl on stage. Oh, yeah, yeah. And everyone's still, oh my god, I can't believe the professor is saying it. Come on, that's ridiculous. Everybody's lost brain Again, sense. like, bullet points, like, they dress ridiculous for... Yeah. Sciencey thing, <laughs> act stupid. Yep. Just like at the nice Hooters. Yeah, Val. Yeah. And the daughter. I thought she was one of the better parts yeah. until a certain point. Then it just didn't make sense at all to me. Yeah. Like, it's... spoiler alert, I'm just gonna go say it. <laughs> like, it's first they say it's Harry's daughter. Then you find out, oh my god, I think it's Lloyd's daughter. Then it turns out to be neither of theirs. Yeah. So then why is she so stupid, you know? Oh, yeah, that's a good point. (laughs) It made sense. Like, I actually liked that part. I did think about it, like, she had such dark hair (laughs) or whatever. I would have liked it if she ended up being one of their daughters, because she was an idiot. Yeah. But it makes literally no sense, because... makes the movie sort of pointless in a way. Because genetically, she has nothing to do with them. And she wasn't raised around them or near them at all her whole life. She is a moron. Yeah, but she is just as stupid as <laughs> as they are. Yeah. I don't know. I don't know. I don't think I have a whole lot much more to say about no. this one. No. The only other thing don't I Don't make another one, please. <laughs> yeah, seriously. The only other thing I thought was... Something I'm just remembering that I thought was funny is when... Harry mispronounces something and Lloyd's like Harry you idiot the G is silent and then a gnat flies by and he's like oh stupid gnat <laughs> yeah <laughs> I don't know see I would like to watch it a second time and see if there are a couple things I cause that's how the first one was true. I didn't enjoy that it a whole true. lot but I don't see it having as much of a turnaround yeah plus I feel like that is a thing with bad comedies. If you see it enough times, it, it kinda, becomes funny. It's yeah. so stupid. Yeah. Exactly. But I'm in no rush to go back. I would not just, recommend it. I would not. Either. Not even if you're the diehardest of all diehard Dumb and Dumber fans. Like, yeah. Just keep your memories of. Yeah, don't ruin. Just what rewatch your Dumb images. and Dumber. Yeah, you're much better off. I'll give it a five out of ten. And that's basically just nostalgia boosting it up a bit. Yep, I was going to give it the same thing. 5 out of 10. Yeah. Lucky 5 out of 10. <laughs> Lucky we're even talking about you. Don't <laughs> Alright, let's move on to what is perceived to be, at least by list that we looked at, one of the best 
Comedy sequels. Hot Shots. Part two. Um, I never saw the original Hot Shots. I don't think... I haven't seen the original... I don't think I have, at least, but... And I don't think that really matters. No. <laughs> Just based off of... There's not was... a lot of plot carryover from the no. first one. No. <laughs> but essentially, this is like a spoof movie in the vein of a airplane or a naked gun. Um... It's basically parodying Rambo and in the action movies of the eighties, early nineties. Yeah, what ninety three or something like yeah, that. Yeah, it came out in nineteen ninety three. So it's Charlie Sheen in the main role. He's the Rambo type guy who he's had his last job in Hot Shots. And this is him coming out of retirement. He retired to a monk monastery, kind of like uh, Ace Ventura. Yeah. And uh, he gets pulled out to do one more job because they're trying to take down Saddam Hussein. <laughs> it's not going well. <laughs> I don't really know how else to describe the plot. Yeah. And Charlie Sheen's essentially Rambo. Yeah. Um, they kind of spoof like some more... Actually, some movies he, he's in. Really? Like Apocalypse Now and Platoon. Oh, yeah. some, it's not uh, majorly one of those movies, but... Yeah. Um... Had you have much expectations for this? No, not really. I don't really like the genre. The spoofs and the parodies. Yeah. Um, yeah. I'd what, seen bits and pieces of these movies through the years. Right. right. Like Comedy Central and whatnot. Yeah. But. When it comes. Excuse me. <laughs> when it comes to these kinds of movies. Like, I love Airplane. I really like the Naked Gun movies hate the scary movie franchise. I think I like like one of them. Yeah, probably. When I was younger. It's like two or something. I but can't remember. This to me was like a combination of scary movie, Naked Gun, Airplane, and Team America. Yeah, I gotta say, I think it's sort of the uh, the best bunch, sort of, kind of. Yeah. In terms of like uh, what it's about. Uh-huh. It's not... Because there's some ones on Star Wars, there's one on Top Gun, like... And they're just too ridiculous, I think. Yeah. Well, the newer ones are just horrendous. Yeah. There hasn't been a good, like, uh, spoof movie in a very long time. No, At least when you're talking about, like, We Are Spartans and Disaster Movie, you know. They're straight, well, they used to be straight to TV, but they're straight to Netflix or straight to digital. The Hungry Games, I believe, just yeah. came out last year. Uh, yeah, it's better than all that, by far. But it was a mixed bag for me. Much like all these movies will be, tend to be. They're just throwing a bunch of shit at the wall, and <laughs> some of it sticks. Yeah. Uh, yeah, it was a mixed bag. It was hit or miss. Very hit or miss for me. Yeah, um, I like Charlie Sheen's character, mostly. His really? Little, I mean, I did like his character. I liked some of the comedy bit. Just about, like, there's a scene with the, uh... Kill Count. Yeah. And being the bloodiest movie ever or whatever. And then the whole, like, the bullets never stop coming. <laughs> yeah. <fill up. laughs> like, it's I like those goofy little There things. was some great movies. The President was pretty funny. He is by far my favorite part Hilarious. Of he is incredible. <laughs> <laughs> Every scene he's in was amazing. That's when it felt most like Airplane or yeah. Naked Gun to me. I especially love when... They're in their air tanks to go underwater. <laughs> so random. He's just like, 
oh my god, I think I put helium in instead of uh, <laughs> oxygen. I don't know. The, how are we going to disable these guys in the boot? Yeah. Farts. <laughs> or his teeth go into the, the glass. And <laughs> it's just... Or... He's sharpening a pencil in his ear randomly <laughs> yeah. on the airplane. The, the whole lightsaber battle. Yeah. Well, basically, the president could do no wrong for me. <laughs> no matter how stupid it was. Thought it was hilarious. Charlie Sheen, like, some stuff was good, but it mostly was stuff around him. Yeah, him. it wasn't him himself. It yeah. was the goofy stuff around Like at him. the monastery. And the girl comes in, <laughs> and all the monks are, like, doing fashion or uh talent show tryouts or something in line like it's in the background they're not focused on it like <laughs> some of them are flexing some are dancing like and then when the girl leaves they're holding up signs one of them says celibacy sucks <laughs> i just all the stuff that stuff i thought was pretty funny um saddam hussein i it was another part i liked yeah, so that was pretty good character. It's reminding me of Team America with Kim Jong Il. <laughs> yeah, like he's just a super weird guy who's not necessarily good at being a dictator. It just happens to fall into <laughs> place yeah. that way. They kind of make them like lovable Idiots. in a strange way. <laughs> yeah, um. yeah. He has bra lines, <laughs> a tan line like a bikini tan line. Yeah. Um, There's really not much plot to talk about. No, not really. It's just... It's just joke after joke after joke. Get the bad guy. I don't know. Yeah. When it comes to being a parody of Rambo and all that, I didn't think it was actually a great parody of those movies. I didn't think it was really commentating so much on them. Yeah. As much as it was just being... Using them as a setting. Yeah. You know, as a joke delivery service, basically. Exa- yeah, exactly. Like the chicken arrow. Yeah, that. Yeah. It's stupid, so stupid, but it's poking fun at those kind of movies. Yeah. They'll use whatever weapons necessary. Yeah, or when he throws, he runs out of bullets finally, and he picks up a handful and throws them at the guy <laughs> and shoots them all. That was pretty good. Yeah, I mean, it was an enjoyable hour and a half for me. I mean, yeah. It was an easy watch. Just kind of had it on, relaxing, laughing a little bit, bored at times. <laughs> yeah, if you have nothing to, like, say you want to clean the room or something like that, and you just want to watch something in the background, this is a great kind of dumb movie to watch like yeah, that. Yeah, something that, like... I like to call it a lazy Sunday afternoon. Yeah, you can zone in and out in the movie and not be lost. Yeah, you can just look, pay attention every once in a while, get a laugh, turn away. Yeah. Just something to have on. I'd give it a, a heavy six and a half out of ten. Uh, I'm giving it a six. Okay, that's <laughs> fair. I mean... Just because it was an easy watch. Like, if it was... A, it'd be lower if mm-hmm. it was based and on... Comedy is so subjective. Yeah. Like... Someone might, this might be their favorite comedy of all time. And who's to say they're wrong? It's one of those things because stupidity is funny, so it's kind of... It's, and this is definitely a movie where I could see, if you've seen it, the more you see it, the more you get out of it. Oh, and look at like the Sharknado type movie that are just stupid for the sake of being stupid. And some people love that. And then... When you're trying to be that... I don't get it. You know, so hard. (laughs) Like, it's... 
Yeah, I don't get it either. I mean, I thought the when I first heard about the movie, I thought it was pretty funny. Like they actually yeah. made a movie. I would have liked it better thing, if but... they were being serious. Yeah, you know? and it's just making fun of it. But let's talk about comedy sequels that we did like a lot. Yeah, like uh, hard to pick from. Yeah, I mean. I did come up with about 10 or so that I do enjoy quite a bit. And I don't know. There's not any that are like cracking my top 100 of all time. But <laughs> it, it is hard to have a sequel to a comedy because comedy is about the, having the unexpected happen. Yeah, like it's that, not like usually I just said, ongoing plot. With the helium tank, it's stuff that comes out of nowhere. <laughs> And the more you see of a certain style or characters, the more you learn their tendencies, and it becomes like less mundane. surprising and less funny, I guess, in some cases. So it is tough to, to pull off. That's why these five managed to do it. I'll kick it off. My number five is Anchorman 2. I went with the same thing. Really? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, we just talked about on the last podcast how Anchorman was my favorite media-related movie. So, Anchorman 2, clearly not living up to no. the best comedy of all time, in my opinion. I mean, it would be impossible to. Yeah, uh, yeah you can't. But this is a case where... Whereas Dumb and Dumber 2 didn't strike while the arm was hot. They did. Anchorman 2 did. Well, it, it was wasn't a little so delayed. close. It was delayed, but not... It was kind of like that sweet spot for me. It was not, like, right after. You know, it wasn't deliberately... It could have come out a little earlier and done a little bit better, I think. But, uh... it It didn't seem like a cash grab. Completely. Yeah, it, it seemed like they actually made an effort. It seemed like they... It was they, an interesting concept to yeah. the story and all, too. They it, had it be set in the 80s instead of the 70s. So maybe they wanted to wait a little bit just to have it feel a little bit farther yeah, away. Yeah, that's when CNN came out, essentially. It's like the beginning of the 24-hour news cycle. Yeah. And I thought it was a lot of funny stuff. Brick, though, to me, is easily the worst part. Yeah, and he was... He had so much relief in the first movie. This is what I'm talking about Forced. when I say leaning heavily on something because it was popular in the first. And his randomness was just not as random in the second one because you could just tell, you know. Yeah. And Kristen Wiig's character was basically just female brick and that didn't really work for me either. No, it didn't help his character whatsoever. Yeah. Um, nowhere near as good as the first one. I did enjoy the movie. It's it's not my top twenty or anything favorite comedies necessarily. No. But in terms of sequels, it's a good watch though. Yeah. Oh, I would. If you haven't seen it, I definitely recommend. Definitely. It. If if you like Anchorman, you sh you should like Anchorman too. You might yeah. not love it, but and if you don't like Anchorman, it's it's probably not, gonna, not for yeah. you. Yeah, it's not going to be much. It's fun. not that different. Yeah. Well, my number four is Twenty Two Jump Street. Ooh, have you seen it? Yeah, um, yeah, actually, I have seen it. Yeah, tw I think it's about on par with Twenty One Jump Street. I don't think either of them are like amazing. Yeah, but I do love the chemistry between Channing Tatum and Jonah Hill. And surprisingly, Channing Tatum I think is the funnier of the two in these movies. I agree with you. <laughs> 
I'm happy. I like the part where they uh, go through the cash grab in the movie 23 Trunks Street. Oh, yeah, the end credits? Yeah. Yeah, that was pretty great. Probably some of the best end credits ever. <laughs> Especially when there's a random... They replaced Seth Rogen. Joan Hill with Seth Rogen. Yeah. Randomly at one point. <laughs> yeah. It just makes... But they are making a 23 Jump Street. Okay. So now do they have to stick with the theme that they showed on the credits? Or? Huh. And it basically is the exact same movie as the first movie, on purpose. Yeah, it's sort of along lines. They literally, and I do mean literally, move in across the street from 21 Jump Street to 22 <laughs> Jump Street. And instead of high school, it's college. Like, But I do hope they don't do that again for 23. Yeah. It was funny for the first sequel to comment. Actually, he's a pretty good commentary on a bunch of comedies that do that kind of thing. But if you do it again, then it's like yeah, too much. Definitely, you gotta go a little bit a different direction. Maybe even do like a white collar crime. I don't know, like just something yeah different from. You can still have them be undercover cops, but yeah, I just can't see them being like drug lord undercover kind of guys. You know no. what I mean? Something. I don't know, but I'm in. I'll watch it. Whatever they do. My number four, I went with American Pie two. Okay. Uh, a lot of nostalgia, really, in this rating. Just, I don't know. The American Pie movies were sort of the movies. What was middle school, beginning of middle school or so? Kind of the popular thing. I was at the right age. Yeah. I remember so. getting the, our cousin Charlie snuck me in to see the first American Pie in the movies when I was like eight years old or ten I don't know I, I remember that being young. a controversy because the, was the pie <laughs> right scene like my favorite know. scene at that time was Shannon Elizabeth oh my god one of the best <laughs> of course moments in cinema <laughs> <laughs> when you're a prepubescent or right on the cusp of <laughs> yeah but that puts you over the edge for that yeah. American Pie 2 I don't... Is that the one when... Um, no, that's... American Wedding is the one where it's like the strippers come with, as yeah. a cop and a maid. I liked American Wedding a lot. I, I, I agree with you. I like Wedding. I just... I wanted to go with the, yeah. the second one. Yeah. I like both of them. The third one, the third sequel or whatever well, you call That's the newer one. American Reunion. Yeah. It was okay. I thought it was horrible. Really? It was by far my least favorite one. Oh, it's definitely my least favorite. Except... Not including those made-for-DVD ones. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> With this dad or whatever. Yeah. Yeah, I just don't remember too much exactly from number two, but... Yeah. It's a decent franchise. Underrated. I yeah, so. I agree with. I mean, none of them are great, but... They it's have a to... sol- they're solid movies. You yeah. They're not horrible. Yeah. Uh, my number three is Major League Two. Ooh, that's really... I can't believe I... They're one of my favorite series of movies. Yeah. Probably one of my favorite sports movies as well, because <laughs> at least baseball, um, my favorite sport, and they really get it right, you know. They really nail the feel of the baseball game while keeping it super funny. It's very rare that a comedy can do that. Yeah. It's freaking rare that a drama can get the game right. I, I just, it's the characters that make it for me, and just the whole. I believe that's the one where they have the, for each game they win, they'll take a piece of clothing off of the cardboard. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. 
It, both of the Major League movies. Oh, wait, movies. no, that's the first Is one. that the first one? Yeah, the second one's the one with, like, the Japanese guy that goes oh, over yeah. the wall. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. But again, it's great. But yeah. They're both great, but number two is good as well. Willie Mays Hayes. <laughs> <laughs> um, my number three? Yes. Uh, Harold and Kumar Escape from Runtime Move Back. Okay. I don't know if I, I see love that the Harold Kumar movies are, I might like them a little bit more than they are good but relate to you they relate and I just think they're stupid funny but in you watch them enough you catch on to the little weird things yeah. and I really like their characters I think they're they're kind of yin, yin yang each yeah. other it's almost like they're the new dumb and they get in such big Trouble, I guess you can say, from such small idea. Like the first one's White Castle, such a stupid little idea, yeah. and they go all over. I do like the first one. The <laughs> second was... one starts literally from the very end of the first one. Mm. Getting on a plane to go see that girl. Oh yeah, and they're in two Amsterdam, and the one can't wait to smoke. Brought pot onto the plane. It's a smokeless bong. And then the, while he's smoking this weird contraption, the bathroom door opens and everyone sees a Middle Eastern looking guy with what looks like a bomb. <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, oh, it's Rob Corddry plays the, uh, the, he's not really the director of Homeland Security. He is the fill-in while the guy's in Alaska hunting. And he won't call him and he just keeps... Everyone around him knows he's a moron. What he's doing is wrong, but he's technically in charge. So it just gets crazy. He's pretty good at those weirdo side characters. Yeah, he's perfect. And it's probably my favorite role he's in, actually. Yeah. Oddly, I never saw the second Harold and Kumar, but I did see the Christmas one. <laughs> I kind of like the... Just because Christmas movies, it's yeah. few and far between, really. <laughs> exactly. Uh, my number two is Gremlins 2. Ooh. Sequel. I do like Gremlins one way better. It's but Gremlins two is more of a comedy. It leans into that side of it. You know? Yeah. It just goes balls to the wall. People like the the little Gremlins in the first one. Let's give them a hundred in yeah. the second one. Like the guy that can talk like a, he's super intelligent, can speak English and all, and the guy with the gargoyle. There's yeah. the flying one. There's the woman. It. It's really funny, I think. And also, it keeps keeps some of the drama to it. It keeps the storyline going. Gizmo, still cute as a button. Yeah. Recently rewatched uh, both of the Gremlins movies, and they hold up. Yeah. Yeah. I haven't seen this in a long time. <laughs> Number two? Number two, I went with The Hangover. Really? Yeah. Which one? Two. Mm. Well, I prefer the third. And terms is really yep you like the third one i don't know about that but i prefer to i don't not like the second one at all oh uh, well i think i kind of like the second one better than the first one really i think the whole series is overrated the first one i would give a I agree seven with, out of ten i think the series is overrated as well but i think actually if you look at the whole series i think the second one is actually the strongest movie hmm. the, i do like paul Giamatti. the first one is um, it was the first one. It was the idea. It was a cool idea. But I think they did it better in the second one. 
even though it is kind of point for point. Yeah, I just, I, it's so great. I think I just like, I think it's the um, city. Bangkok. Bangkok. Yeah. I know it's intentional, but it's so dirty and grimy looking. <laughs> I just, it's not appealing to the eyes. It's the same movie over again. I don't know. I just can't get behind it. At least the third one, it's doing something different. I don't think it's really that funny at all. Yeah, but I, I gave do, the I, third one like a four. Really? I really did not like it. I think I gave it a five and a half, if I remember. But I like the griminess because it kind of is more realistic to what a hangover is like. like right. It's not all, you know, feel good. <laughs> I'm just so glad that series is over. Oh, yeah, I agree with you. Um, yeah, what's your number one? The number one is Christmas Vacation. Ooh. Again, not as good as Vacation, the original, in my opinion. <laughs> but it is still pretty funny. Yeah, um... I actually had the Vacation series as honorable mention. Yeah. Because tech, I was trying to do number twos primarily. Mm -hmm. The second one is European, European vacation. vacation. I've never seen it. It's the weakest. It's still a good movie. I is like it? all of them. But it's the most different. It doesn't have the uncle in it. Who, uh, Randy Quaid? Yeah. Who has officially gone off the deep end in real life? Yeah, officially, officially. He's in the... <laughs> But he French of reality, <laughs> making sex tapes. Crazy. Guy. But he is pretty great in Christmas Vacation. Yeah, and I love Vegas Vacation as well. It's one of my favorites. It's okay. I don't love it. I have. It's just I have a strong attachment to that movie. <laughs> I just years. love the Christmas Vacation, like the sleigh riding scene when they grease up the thing so much, <laughs> yeah. or when he puts so many lights on. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, I think uh, Vegas Vacation's underrated. It, it probably has a is. lot of really quotable lines. Is. I know Gus is pretty good in it, right? Yeah, the son Mr. kind Papa of steps Georgia. up. <laughs> yeah, and uh, Randy Quaid's pretty funny. Like, <laughs> like uh, Chevy Chase says, "Has anyone ever told you you're unlucky?" He's like, "You know, those are my mother's dying words." It's <laughs> like, well. When your foot's caught in a bear trap and you're dying in pneumonia or something like that, you're going to say crazy stuff like that or whatever. <laughs> I, I just love Chevy Chase in these movies because he's oh, like... Oh, he's so funny. He's the like calm, cool, collective guy on the surface, like if you just glimpse at the family. He's just a normal guy, but he's so perverted. He's yeah. so fucking has this anger and he could snap at any moment. Chevy Chase... Used to be a great comedic actor. Yeah, he really fell off. He, and he thinks really highly of himself yeah. too. Still, what do you think? Are you are you interested in the remake that's coming out soon? I would think it'd be cool if they did it where they were the grandparents. Well, I think it's Ed Helms is going to be Chevy Chase's character. Yeah, I don't know about that. Yeah, I think the whole series is Chevy Chase, essentially, and his wife really too. Yeah, what's her name? Beverly something. Yeah. I mean, she's a MILF in that first one. <laughs> she really is. Uh, what's your number one? I went, and this is borderline comedy, but Back to the Future. Okay, part two. Yeah. Yeah, that's good. <laughs> I didn't even consider that, but I would say it fits. It, uh, that was the last minute. I didn't even think of it myself. And I was like, oh man, 
turns all of this. Yeah. For sure. I mean, even Gremlins, like, the first one's not really a comedy. It has some elements. Yeah. The second one is more... Yeah, they go to the actual future. I love the... I've always loved the idea of the the sports almanac. You go to the future, get a sports almanac, yeah. and you can just rake it in the dough when you go back. Who hasn't ever thought about doing this? I things? know. Seriously. You know. I'm just getting the lottery numbers. Oh, yeah. <laughs> just like, do this a couple of days in a row, I'll be good. Yeah. Any honorable mentions? Um, like I said, I was going to say the vacation movies... And uh, that's all I had off the top of my head. I got This Is 40, sequel to Knocked Up, kind of, pseudo-sequel. Didn't think it was great, but okay. solid comedy. Wayne's World Part 2. Oh, yeah. Austin Powers, The Spy Who Shagged Me. Oh, uh, I like Austin Powers. <laughs> the second one, I think, is the best one, too. Yeah, I, I agree. Ace Ventura, When Nature Calls, and Look Who's Talking To. Yeah. Okay. I mean, I haven't seen it since I was a kid. Might not yeah. hold up, but <laughs> I remember liking it quite a bit. Um, did you watch anything else um, this week? I've just been watching quote unquote shows. this week. <laughs> <laughs> I was watching the Men Who Built America. It's about I think I've the talked Men about Who Built this. America. Yeah, <laughs> the Vanderbilts. The, uh, the I don't, they don't mention the Duponts, but they're one of them. Oh yeah. Speaking of Fox Sketcher. Um, yeah, Rockefellers, all that. Just little odds and ends here and there. Nothing I've been really watching. I've been trying to catch up with this and yeah. watch. From next week on, we'll probably be able to. You probably have more. Yeah, in this section be more into more different things. And yeah. I'll also um, by the next podcast have Twitter and social media all set up. So if anyone would like to comment or have any ideas or. Thoughts, questions, yeah. I'm always, we're always open for that. Emails, tweets. Yeah. Hit so up our Facebook, anything. anything. But uh, I watched a few things. All right. What do you got? Top five. Have you heard of it? Mm-mm. Top five. This is a Chris Rock movie that got great reviews out of, uh, I think it was Toronto Film Festival. He directed and starred in this movie where he's a... Stand-up comedian who went into movies, became super popular for his, I can't remember the name, but it's just, he's this bear. He's in this bear suit, and he's, <laughs> he's over-the-top comedies, and now he wants to be more serious. It's kind of like Birdman. <laughs> now, the, but he goes from horrible comedy to horrible drama. He's like this, it's like a 12 Years a Slave type thing. It's these Haitian slave rebellion movie where it's clearly so over the top and terrible he's the main like rebellion leader and then the the entire movie is basically just this reporter played by Rosario Dawson interviewing him throughout walking and talking throughout the movie and going through his life and there's these revelations and all this stuff 88% on Rotten Tomatoes uh, people loved it I did not like (laughs) this movie I just did not think it was funny at all. I thought it wasn't well made. It was cliche, on the nose, like, so predictable, so over the top. And much like Birdman, it has the same stupid shit with, like, clueless when it comes to critics. Yeah. Like, it's just so off-base again. And 
I do say, and kind of like Dumb and Dumber too. There are parts when I'm laughing because it's funny. Like it's Chris Rock. Of course, there's going to be parts yeah. when it's funny. The best part for me is when they they go back to like his home, and it, Tracy Morgan is fucking hilarious. <laughs> I love part. Tracy Morgan. And it's basically just him and his family reminiscing and saying they're top five rappers of all time, and and that was if the whole movie was that I would have loved it. Like it was just so relaxed and shooting from the hip and you really got to see the characters and all but when it gets to like the obvious love interest between him and this reporter even though his he's about to marry this reality star and his whole relationship is being filmed like and the other big part is he's a recovering alcoholic and he hasn't done stand-up since he quit drinking and all this stuff and then but Chris Rock clearly does not understand alcoholism because he's just walking in a grocery store after being all pissed off about something picks up a beer can from the grocery store takes one sip and all of a sudden he's like raging throwing shot like acting out of control yeah like I don't think that's how it works exactly but I don't know I don't see what everyone sees in this movie so if it's up to me avoid at all costs Four and a half out of ten. Jeez. I'd rather watch Dumb and Dumb too. <laughs> and that's saying something. I also watched Theory of Everything. I've heard of this. Yeah, it was uh, nominated for uh, Best Picture. Ed Eddie Redmayne won Best Actor for his role as Stephen Hawking. I'm impressed. I remembered that. <laughs> I kept forgetting it earlier. Um, but basically just standard biopic about the life of Stephen Hawking about how starts off when he's like a college kid I believe and just goes to him slowly realizing what did he he has Lou Gehrig's disease right I'm yeah. pretty sure he's still alive yeah how is that he just is so rich that he has the money I guess it. although my um, sort of kind of my uncle the person my aunt dated for a long time he was older than her he had it. He was one of the longest surviving really? people until he passed away. It's just one of those things where some people, they go quick. You usually some... go pretty quick, but I guess some people just... It's a devastating illness. Man. Yeah. That's like one of my worst fears is to get something like that. It's, you pretty much like de-evolve in yeah. a way. Yeah. You lose your murder skills. And... It's insane. But, I mean, obviously, sad story about what happens to him physically. But yeah. mentally, obviously, he's not, he's not affected. That <laughs> one of the smartest people ever. Uh, all these theories and all. If the movie focuses more on him with the illness and how he re- goes through this process and his wife, his relationship with his wife and how this affects it, and it's it's a decent movie. I mean, but it's just so standard. Yeah. I would have liked to see more about how his work and how this affected his work and just like, I don't know. He, obviously, he accomplished a lot of shit. Yeah, because like um, what I know, I remember reading about like his wife saying that he says he believes in a God, but he, no one's proved or whatever. And yeah. His wife that left him was like, he's a liar about that. Like... <laughs> So I'd imagine that there's some moral, he went through some moral and scientific mm-hmm. issues with himself. You know what I mean? Yeah. 
And it is, I think the acting is really, really good. Like, um, Eddie Redmayne, Eddie Redmayne is great as Stephen Hawking and, and showing the disability slowly deteriorating him away. I don't think I would have given him the Oscar for it, but it was pretty good. Felicity Jones is really good as his wife. Obviously a very tough thing to go through. Yeah. First to see someone you love fall apart like that way and have to deal with that. But then they kind of have an amicable split where a guy, I think they like agree that she, obviously he can't really do much in the form of sex. Yeah. And so this guy comes, he's kind of like half romantic interest for his wife and half helper of uh, Stephen Hawking. And then eventually she ends up marrying that guy. Um, but I mean it's just a standard biopic I don't see why it was nominated for best picture or anything good performances a lot of montages a lot of like boring stretches essentially I think there's a better movie to be found within this this story but no 6 out of 10 and the last movie I watched is Life Partners, a movie that I got in the mail before I went on vacation, actually, from uh, Lionsgate. Just was bad timing with the vacation and having to catch up on all these movies, but I finally got around to watching it. So thank you for the review copy, Lionsgate. Uh, it's a movie about this, these friends, these girls. One is a lesbian, one is straight, but they're best friends, inseparable you know, just as tends to happen. Yeah. I'm sure it reminds me a little bit of like my wife and Kelly, how they used to be before uh, I got okay. boys got in the picture. Um, <laughs> but they're inseparable. And one, the straight girl gets in a relationship, a serious relationship. And it basically details how the struggles of when you lose that closeness for with your, us. Uh, super close friend to a significant other obviously you're still friends but it's not the same it's not what you wanted or what you liked and it would be easier if you also had a significant other at the same time but it just it basically just goes through the what that's like and it seemed like a really realistic depiction obviously I'm not a girl but I had some pretty good friends that since I got married, it's kind of just faded away because you start your own family and your own life, and it's hard to keep those friendships up. But uh, yeah, and it's also a very funny movie at the same time. Uh, <laughs> Leighton Meester plays the lesbian. Uh, Julian Jacobs plays the other girl from Community. Oh, Did you ever sure. watch it? Yeah. The blonde girl. Um, and Adam Brody plays the the new guy. He's from the OC. I'm sure you know. You probably know his face, yeah. Great performances all around. Really good script. Uh, Very smart. It doesn't go in that obvious place where it's like, oh, obviously the lesbian is really just hot for this girl. Never goes there, which is great because it's just their friends. It doesn't have to be more than that, Hollywood. Jesus Christ. (laughs) (laughs) But, I don't know. There's just some little things here or there that kind of was like, eh wasn't the best but overall I thought it was a really good movie really good indie film I give it a heavy 7.5 out of 10 oh cool and just one TV thing this show Review have you heard of it? no aired on Comedy Central last year 
I heard about it, never got around to watching it. Just recently, I got a Hulu Plus free trial, month free trial or whatever, and I noticed it was on there. There's only nine 20 minute episodes for the whole season. So I watched the first five today. How were they? Amazing. Really? It is one of the funniest shows I've seen in a long, long time. That's cool. This guy, he's a he's a review a critic, a reviewer, but not for food, not for TV, not for movies. I review real life. <laughs> so he reviews like these real life experiences. One is addiction. So he has to he gets addicted. And then he rates it out of five stars. <laughs> Another one, his divorce. He loves his wife. He doesn't want to get a divorce, but got to review divorce. And it's like hilarious, but at the same time, it has an overarching effect from episode to episode. Okay. Like he reviews divorce from his happy marriage, and he finds out that she, after thinking about it more, she's like, Yeah, I wasn't happy. And he's <laughs> devastated. And then the next two episodes after that, they're still divorced and hate each other now. Like, <laughs> it has permanent effects. Uh, one of them is he reviews stealing. Jeez. <laughs> it's like, I don't know. I would heavily recommend people check it out. That it's, so, it's so short and there's so few episodes that it's so easy to just watch it and catch up with. At least give it one episode. If, if you don't love the first episode, then fine. But I guarantee if you watched the first episode... That's how I got into Eastbound and Down. You like watched the whole Six thing. episodes or whatever. Yeah, the first season. season. Like, but after I saw the first 20 minutes of the first yeah. episode, I was hooked. So I have four more episodes to watch, but I'm really looking forward to it. Uh, I really hope it gets picked up for season two, because I will watch it when it airs on Comedy Central, <laughs> for sure. And lastly, I call, I'm all caught up with Better Call Saul now. Oh, okay. Through episode eight. There's two more episodes to go for the first season. It's really good. I've only seen like the first episode, maybe the half of the second episode. Yeah, I was five. I'm episodes just gonna behind. wait until the season. That's a good. Over, idea. It's fine if you wait. It's not amazing. It reminds me of the first season of Breaking Bad, though, because I think I just was telling someone at work like it's not Breaking Bad, but either was Breaking Bad in its first season. Yeah. It wasn't Breaking Bad, you know. But it's it's really good. I was five episodes behind and I caught up all at once this week and it's good. That's all I can say. <laughs> uh, that's it. All right. In theaters, actually, yes, last weekend, <laughs> uh, Insurgent came out, the Divide, Div Divergent sequel. Did you see that piece nah, of shit? I'm glad I did. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it's fucking terrible. <laughs> but uh, the sequel, big expectations financially. They were expecting it to be a huge hit. I mean, it did make $52 million, but that was less than the first one, which is never a good sign for a sequel. No. Uh, you should always just... You should be bringing in your previous and more Plus audience. more, yeah. So hopefully that means it's going to die an ugly death. <laughs> <laughs> but now, of course, they already have Allegiant is the next one, and it's split in half. What do you know? Right, that beautiful trend. Also... The Gunman came out, starring Sean Penn in his Liam Neeson-esque action role. <laughs> Made $5 million at the box office. Not getting good Ouch. reviews. I I think I said it before. Action movies, man. They're so mediocre. In general. Another great actor that just started doing horrendous 
movie after Renner's the movie generally. Yeah. When was his last like acclaimed movie? <sighs> Milk. Yeah, probably. Which it was a great seen. great performance. I didn't think the movie was that great, but hmm. it wasn't bad. And also, Do You Believe? Which made three and a half million. Yeah. Wanna guess the genre? Um, horror. Religious. Oh god. <laughs> it's just a lot of those come out. They make decent money, it seems like too, for their budgets. Yeah. Oh. When you pander, that's what happens. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Exactly. But uh yeah. Next week on Redbox we'll be reviewing Into the Woods as well as Hairspray, the original from the nineteen blah blah blah. <laughs> to go along I think it's with, the 60s I think it yeah like, no I think it's late 70s oh really early 80s hmm. but also, what do you think the theme is it's musicals we'll <laughs> count down our top 5 musicals we might not be the best people to talk about musicals but but we are people that are going to talk about musicals yeah it's going to happen <laughs> it is <Fair>. happening <laughs> also in Redbox Beyond the Lights and Entangled are also coming out but as always, you can email us, theredboxreport at yahoo.com. Follow us on Twitter at theredboxreport. I'm on Twitter at the Oil Report. Like us on Facebook, subscribe, rate, and review us on iTunes. We're also on Stitcher and on Letterboxd. I'm at the Oil Report. And if you're in need for specialty t-shirts, custom designs, sports jerseys, anything like that, Go ahead and visit our sponsor, Chesapeake Tees, at www.chesapeaketees.com. So. So, if you have any ideas or comments, feel free to hit us up. And thanks for listening to the Red Box Report. Yes. See you.